this is Lost Whelan and Story in Mind. We're off on another adventure into deepest, darkest Vancouver. Home of the not-so-brave and the, the dedicated entrepreneurs of boredom. So we're off to a ripping start on this episode. <laughs> okay, let's see. Topic-wise, well, I've had that was a really rough. Uh, it's been a really rough week. Started off good. I had uh, gone and picked up a number of cool books, Iron Dog books, and it's an indigenous-owned bookstore. And uh, Duncan, sorry if I got the name wrong, but Duncan and his business partner, I got that right, uh, they're very inviting and uh, totally keen on uh, my interest. I don't think, I don't know exactly, you know, what, <laughs> how much they know, right? Uh, it's hard, it's hard to say, hard to tell. But uh, I was pleased to mention to them that I'm working on, I mean, I've started uh, a publishing house for Salish artists and uh, writers, uh, you know, say, getting them in the industry because it's a first step and say, you know, I'm looking for, and two, it's uh, science fantasy. My, my first thought is, uh, what is it? Salish science reality, right? Really just to sort of, <laughs> as, but as I, as I think about it more, I was going, well, I don't think people will understand. And, uh, anyhow, so that's happening and that, so I was pleased to sort of share that with them. And uh, now it's all about, you know, going around town and uh, the Salish. So it's going up the coast and then down the coast into the States. Washington and then up here. I know some people in Washington that I think would be kind of keen, at least on say, you know, pointing me in the right direction. And it would kind of expand our conversation. Uh, so, uh, we're talking about, I'm, I'm keen on a combination like speculative fiction, uh, Salish, and, uh, it's, it's like super, um, underrepresented, represented. It's happening. You know, it is, you know, say, and it's like, I have, but I have to get out there and I have to invite, invite these people and, you know, just sort of say, you know, uh, I, you know, I want first time, uh, first time I, authors, writers, artists, you know, uh, indigenous Salish, uh, doing the covers and so on and so forth. Yeah. And then we'll, we'll go on from there. Um, 
as, as sort of I'm thinking of it, it'll be a book a year, and it will be like say I really want to I really want to take care of this, so it would be or rather it is uh, hardcover with uh, and too that the hardcover underneath that that's the spectacular because the the paper wrap on the outside uh, that that is more of a protection and you know eventually it's going to sit on somebody's shelf and you know that flimsy paper is going to get ripped and stuff and I'm taking I take this very seriously this is you know my heart is uh, broken and I I see this as a chance to um, you know heal heal the community heal the humanity you know and just a big uh, F you to the racists so it's F you <laughs> should be F O <laughs> oh I see I see it's an F and then U is a Y O U just had a blip for a second there so it's been so stressful that I've taken up uh, smoking a tobacco pipe. And it's good for, as I've noticed, it's, it's good for the, say, physical side effects. I had a friend a long time ago who explained to me that because uh, I wanted to sort of, well, why are you all smoking cigarettes? So I sat down and I smoked. I, had, I bought this barrel of cigarettes and I smoked them. It's a small container, not a huge barrel. Uh, yeah, so I smoked them all in one sitting at this 24-hour cafe. I think it was on Davy and Granville in Vancouver. And I, and I was like, oh, what a ripoff because it's um because nothing happened and i sort of said this to a friend karen i hope it's okay <laughs> i hope it's okay to say her you know she's like oh what we're friends no never old friends let's say but she said no no that's you know that's what it does you know you feel nothing but as I experienced it, it's not the um, physical, like, I mean, it's the physical that it's dealing with, right? And so for a brief time, you know, you, there's this alleviation. Uh, obviously there's the stink factor, which is not good. But then there's the, the tobacco itself is actually very nice and you know, it's very fragrant. But of course, just in the end, it's smoke. Uh, I grew up around smokers. So it's not unfamiliar. <laughs> and it's weird. I don't like it when other people are smoking. But if it's somebody I know, 
you know, then I'm sort of, oh, well, you know, this is a friend, it's so-and-so, such-and-such. So, uh, yeah, tough week. And one of the books um, I got is an anthology that's put out by Arsenal Press. And I, th I think the title is Love After the End. And it's an anthology of indigiqueer uh, speculative fiction. Uh, pretty sure it's Canadian. It's published in Vancouver, you know, so that's local. But as Duncan at Iron Dog said, you know, it's the the focus is on Cree, and the Cree First Nation is that's in the it's sort of middle of uh, North America. It's going. Uh, you know, up into Canada and then down to the States. Sort of Plains, Prairie. Um, one of the other books that I got that was recommended was um, Graham, uh, his book. Uh, what is it? The Only the only Good Indians. Or say, yeah, something along that lines. Yeah, it's horror and I started following and conversing on on Twitter. Part of the part of my I had this huge panic attack on um when was it? So it wasn't Monday, it was on Tuesday. And I I just uh it just the world seemed to just like you know break and you know I was yelling and uh, I just want it to stop. So, here I am smoking a tobacco pipe. It's, I'm already on antidepressants, and I know this is, it's, you know, this is not good, but it's, it's better than say, oh, hey, good morning, mouse. You know, it's a little house-to-house, mouse-to-mouse. I don't really see the mice in the um, I don't really see the mice in the uh, summer, but in the winter they're brushing back and forth and uh, breaking and entering. That's the other thing that was stressing me out. It was like this perfect storm of, uh, you know, white nationalist, white supremacist politics, even up here in Canada. Like, we're watching the United States, but it's happening here, too. Whatever happens in the States affects us. We have a prominent politician who was actually uh, giving money uh, to the Trump campaign. You know, and it's not like she's... You know, she's, she's a politician. And yet here she is supporting uh, white supremacy, fascism. And even if, if there's some argument of, you know, oh, I'm not. I just think that we should be equal and fair to everybody. And then, and then the response is, except Jews, blacks, 
First Nations, etc., etc., etc. Pacifica, Latinx, Asians. Outrage. White outrage. Can't get late this weather. And I got a got this job thing on Friday. So, you know, more stress. So the, the, the home stress is that we've got, we had mice. And uh, the people upstairs kept giving us the brush off and just sort of saying that it was, you know, I don't hear anything. They would come in and then they would tap the, tap the wall, you know, and then of course the mice are silent because they've been caught. But you know, then, then the people upstairs would say, yeah, we, we don't know. Oh, please tell us if you hear anything more. You know, I'm sending them audio files of, uh, you know, the baby mice in the walls. And that's it, you know, you know it's over when you've got baby mice. Because then, you know, you, you've, re, you've achieved reproduction status, right? Your, your house suddenly becomes a zoo. And this seems lost on them. And we, I even asked them, I said, what, what about uh, poison? <laughs> As I'm smoking this pipe. It's a corncob pipe. I don't recommend this. But the antidepressants are not cutting it. And the uh, cognitive behavioral therapy is, again, not cutting it. And, uh, and too, I'm, I'm afraid on um, today, actually. I'm, I'm dressed up, I got my tie on. And, And then I'm supposed to go and, you know, pitch myself and, uh, and the other thing too is I'm out, like I'm, you know, I'm sort of openly telling people, you know, I'm, I got, uh, I got problems, <laughs> I got brain problems, I got mental, mental illness, PTSD, and, uh, And two, it's, I don't know, it's a bit ridiculous. But I have, I'm sort of prepared to just walk out, like if they start being abusive or start being intrusive, and just sort of, that they reveal their company. So it's their behavior that will um, define mine, right? Say if, if they're gonna be a jerk, I'll go, well, I don't wanna work there. And, move on to the next one and that's the thing you know i don't i don't see i don't see this job as uh it's like when you miss the bus and then you start agonizing it it's like forget about it you know just uh, you know i'm waiting for the next bus i'm not waiting for the bus i missed I'm just sort of flipping it around and 
reverse engineering expectations. I've got a lull in the wind. Interesting that I've had I have this um it feels familiar like say the smell and the activity but I don't like cigarettes um because they're loaded with all kinds of garbage and so my my hope is that this tobacco is um <laughs> the other thing is this is like this is unfiltered, right? It's sort of like doing a cigar. I, I think I've done at least one cigar. I don't know if I smoked the whole thing. And even if this doesn't last, my doctor said, <laughs> what is it? There's a dopamine hit, you know, but then you get addicted. The option was um, benzos, and even the doctor called them benzos, and those are highly addictive. I, I think they're like the little white pills at the uh, insane asylum. It's not an insane asylum, but it's the uh, local hospital. They're a psych ward. So, for this interview, my crappy idea is, is to is to say to actually have you know this this recording, and then to say you know oh by the way I'm recording this for you know quality control or something like that quality purposes because I'm already I'm always hearing that on the government. Uh, uh, you know, phoning the government, and often, often I get abused at uh, the uh, psych wards. Right? It'll be very um, uh, hurtful. Like, say, I feel upset. It'll be very upsetting, uh, extremely upsetting, and uh, you know. What they're doing is they're pushing buttons. You know, they're starting off at the at the lower floor just to see at what stage they could get to until they, you know, they start losing it and crying and stuff. And that's um, diagnostic, but it's just, you know, it's invasive and it's uh, it's uh, dehumanizing. And you know, you end up. I just end up feeling like um, I feel violated in a kind of uh, uh, psychological kind of way that it's not a, you know, of course it's uh, and then people will say well you should go for therapy it's like, well no, no, you should go for therapy I've been to therapy <laughs> I don't need the therapy you need the therapy um, you know, and I, I run into that kind of attitude all the time I'm taking responsibility you know, why don't you, you know, why don't you load yourself up with some, you know, antidepressants or something? And two, I should be, I don't know, you know, that's the best they've got. <laughs>
and then this threat of, you know, benzo addiction, benzodrine. Is it benzodrine? I don't know. I'm just sort of reaching for that. I hate it too that, say, I have all of this ter terminology from growing up around these people who were, you know, at various sort of stages of, of drug use. And uh, I stuck with my uh, mother's advice, which was, you know, don't, don't buy hard drugs and don't pay for drugs. <laughs> was it, don't do hard drugs, yeah, don't do hard drugs. And don't, I guess you could just put it all together. No, no, you have to divide it. You have to say both things, so. Don't do hard drugs and don't pay for drugs. So it makes it difficult sort of you know there's lots of uh, organic stuff but I come on no um, so as I'm saying this I'm feeling actually I'm feeling a bit sort of oh yeah I don't feel that cold anymore and I don't uh, you know, my arm doesn't hurt as much. But my my emotional state, though, is not... Um, you know, I'm still sort of prepped and, and ready. And My aunt had this advice. What was it? Was it the storm? It, you know, it's always worse before the storm. I think that was basically it. I'm sort of paraphrasing her. And I said, was, you know, is that, is that some kind of Scottish advice or something? Can't, can't you give me something like, uh, slap yourself five times. <laughs> Snap out of it, right? Something, that's, that's kind of Scottish. I guess it depends on what kind of Scottish you are. I don't know. What does that mean? Ah... So this feels like an update to you. A uh, cool thing in editing. Uh, I shifted over from Microsoft Word. I was having a lot of difficulty. And say I have a um, an Apple setup. I have a Macintosh. And uh, so I've got that. And then here I am trying to use Microsoft Word, you know, and it's, it, it keeps uh, hobbling me. My, my pipe just broke. <laughs> I'm just so, I'm so tense. I actually snapped my, my little cob, corn cob pipe. Uh, so yeah, so. Uh, and two, I've been dealing with this for years where you know, I, I'll be going along merrily, but also noticing it's like, you know, why is Microsoft Word heating up my computer? Like, why does my computer have to work so hard to use this, uh, you know, alien or foreign uh, program? Now they're calling it an app. It's like, no, it's a program, right? There were always programs and this is, <laughs> this is a program. There's operating systems and programs. And apps! Ay, ay, ay. 
Uh, so. So anything else? Scotland. Scotland's on my radar. And uh, it could be just sort of like this, you know, so desperate. I was kept getting this advice. It's like, you know, well, Moss, just focus on Scotland, you know. Think about things you'd like to do, you know, places you'd like to go. And, and I'd, li I'd like to go back to Scotland because there was this really cool feeling. Uh, sort of a connection. It was sort of like what I described before as walking in on a family reunion. And I'm sure for them, it's, it's you know, it's like that they're in Vancouver, basically. Right, you know, whoa, miserable, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, I'm so happy to meet you. <laughs> I can't, you know, I can't wait to get out of this racist city of racist country. It's what, it's the Australia of the Americas. And I'm sure every place in the Americas is, you know, says that as well. So, you know, as we wait, you know, to find out if, you know, democracy is over and, you know, we're in the, uh, we're in the next Reich. Uh, Yeah, and to why say that? Well, it was it was during the um, impeachment, and where it was sort of taken apart. And you know, if if you don't impeach the president, this is what's going to happen, right? You're giving you're giving a carte blanche. You know, now that you, the the president would be able to is a king, basically. So if you take away impeachment, you know. That's that's what's around the corner next. And uh, you know, regardless of you know who's in power next, basically they're a king. And you know, you want to be sure that you have the right person. You know, a very morally, uh, you know, what is it? You want to have a philosopher king, right? Somebody who's guided by thought and moral. And blah blah blah. It's no joke. It's the you know on that day it was like the the Senate you know they set the the Senate on fire you know and say you know said just no we don't care. And there was that gleam there was that gleam in the eyes you know of aggrandizement you know we're going to burn this thing down because we can, right? And that will sort of show just how powerful and wealthy we are. And uh, it, it, was, it was, you know, yeah, just, yeah. Anyways, yeah, uh, seeing, and too, I just, I unplugged from news and Twitter and everything and I just, I just went, okay, it's over for me. And, you know, I've done as much as I can. And now, you know, I'm in a, Sort of crisis state. Once you want to get there, like say, yeah, when I get to the actual crisis, then I, you know, I'll take myself to the hospital, and uh, that's a good thing to do. Even though they treat you like crap, 
you know, and they ask you at the front desk, why are you there? You know, and they don't give you sort of options. And then, you know, then the, uh, then the sorrow and the despair and the shame sets in, you know, and there's nobody there to, uh, you know, <laughs> why do they put the jaded people on the front line? Why can't they put, you know, compassionate people there? The last hospital I went to was at the start of the pandemic and I was like, okay, you know, it's time. And so I took myself in and uh, it just sort of become automatic. And then uh, they had me wait. You know, and then too, it was, you know, uh, you know, so what's the problem? And they were calling me brother and stuff. And the guy's got this tattoo. The other thing I should say is that it's the St. Paul's, right? So this is a, a religious establishment. And that's where, you know, that's how hospitals started. Uh, but I was sort of hoping for sort of more, you know, and, uh, Take me, <laughs> convert me, <laughs> I'll do anything. And uh, so they had me wait, and then they had me talk to a younger doctor, you know, who got flustered, and I, I could tell he was sort of a younger psychologist, and he was getting off on it. Like he was enjoying the, uh, the process of pushing my buttons. And, and then he goes away, and too, it was a long time, it was like half an hour of this talk, and I'm, in this kind of, not a manic state, but I'm just, I'm just like, you know, ah, <laughs> uh, wired. And then of course the danger is always that, you know, oh, okay, we gotta find out if this person's on drugs. And that's always a drag. Because I'm not, and uh, I'm not, and I won't, and, uh, You know, that's that's where I come from. I'm, you know, that's that's uh, I've seen it, right? And I've seen it, what it does to people, and uh, the abuse uh, that, uh, and you know, say you know, wrecking homes and, and families. Setting up abusive situations, parents who are addicts, and you know, and then passing on this cycle of uh, abuse. Mental illness. Uh, so I suppose it is a component. Doesn't matter, you know, you could just replace it with alcohol and uh, whatever, you know, physical abuse, whatever. So then, they ha then the, the head psychologist comes in, removes his mask, and I'm, you know, I'm sort of, what the fuck? You know, what? The what? <laughs> and you know, that's when the sort of the buttons are being pushed and, and then he starts getting antagonistic and um, I push back with humor and uh, button, 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 button. And then finally it's, uh, okay, well, you know, we're going to get you to come back next week. Right? So, you know, he's established... He's just like, sort of like, okay, you know, we, okay, yeah, there's a problem, but we couldn't break you. Uh, and too, I'm paraphrasing. I'm sort of reading into it. And, 
And then I just asked, where's the door? And I left. I was like, forget it. You know, I don't have, I don't have a week. Oh, Moss, you know, the pandemic. It's like, well, it was the beginning of the pandemic, you know, and then now, you know, we're at the big surge, the second wave here in Vancouver. And uh, they're talking about um, turning people away. Uh, and also say uh, for surgery. So this would be say because they don't have enough beds, right? They're getting to that point. And uh, you know, <gasps> shock, right? Also, too, I come from a different background. Uh, I I was talking with some people, and they started talking about how they were traveling during during the lockdown. Is it during the lockdown? Anyways, the advice was don't, you know, don't travel. Stay at home. Travel after the pandemic. Um, <laughs> anyways, like say, you know, pandemic hits, you know, I already had masks. I was all prepared. You know, I knew what was happening, apparently. And so I found myself talking to these people. One of them was a community leader and you know they were traveling going to restaurants it's like what and they said well you know nobody knows right nobody knows anything uh, we don't know what to do I said I do and then another person said you know oh, are you a health professional and there was a sort of hint of shame all of a sudden I said no 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 you know I've got a lot of nurses in my family they're very conscious of flu, cold, you know, getting a lower immunity system, you know, not getting your flu shot and then, you know, getting COVID and then boom, you're in a coma and you might die, right? And then you get out of the coma and your system is wrecked. It's in your blood. You've got damage to your organs, to your brain, uh, blood clots. And we know this now, but we, you know, we, there was already sort of say hints of it. <laughs> it's a pandemic. And uh, for me, I don't understand. Like, how is it that I, I get it, I understand. And then there's these people who are kind of promoting this, this notion of, oh, it's okay. You know, it's not so bad. And uh, I just got out of the conversation right away. It's just, okay. <laughs> so, right, right. Good to know you. Probably won't see you next week, but, you know, happy trails. Um, and that's further stress, you know. I've already got my PTSD. I don't need more garbage and here's this sort of heap of garbage finally just broke and I've been asking for help from you know it's not just say medical professionals but from community and family and um, the, the writer the writing community you know the writers that I'm in contact with and uh, very supportive and uh, 
Of course, not everyone gets it. So, you know, of course. You know, there's people who uh, totally don't understand that the Black Lives Matter movement defines uh, their own uh, safety and their own liberties and their own security. Uh, you know, they're not discussing it. Which makes them non-racists, which makes them supporting racists, which makes them racists. They're these crypto-racists. Crypto-supremacists. Well, the system works for me. <laughs> Until it doesn't. And then you're a mess. But then, of course, the system works for you, so, you know, you're okay. Good dog. Yeah. Play fetch. Okay, so... Wandering and wondering. Let's see. Sometimes this works. No, it doesn't. Okay. I've got my gloves on, so it's all... Ooh, it is getting chilly. But we have hit the midpoint. So, hip hip hooray. Oh, actually, you're not supposed to say that. That's an example of... Uh... And two, I apologize uh, to uh, any Jewish listeners. That's a phrase, I'm sort of, this is a golden opportunity to say that, you know, um, I'm working on it. Uh, hooray. I know that hooray is okay, but that the hip hip, that that is uh, racist. And I'm saying it to sort of point it out and, you know, feel free to shoot me a line, you know, email and just say, you know, Moss, that upset me. And I will totally listen and agree. And, um, <laughs> Am I in the situation where people are going to crucify me uh, for that? I will, I will, I will, I will totally, you know, I will totally take responsibility for it. I, but that, that's sort of like, say, one of these ones that is, it's sort of like the irritant. It's not uh, so obvious as, say, uh, the N-word you know, or any other slur, racial slur. But there's also, say, racial slurs that are, um, they're not at the forefront. Like, say, people will use them and go, ah, well, it's not, you know, uh, I'm just trying to think of one. Eh, I'll stay away from it. There's weird things, too, like, say, um, Koreans, like, say, a Korean word, like a word for the Korean people. And then it gets taken by U.S. soldiers and, and turns into this uh, racial slur, you know. But in Korea, it's it's a, it's just how you call people. Like it's Korean people, you know. But uh, that into that's a sad sort of statement. And uh, what happens as far as say like the Korean War? Um, and to say my. I don't know about you, but just a growing consciousness and awareness of, you know, say how history plays into things. Margaret Cho actually has a, has a great routine about that, where, where people are insulting her, where, where they're going. They were calling her one thing, and, and then she responds, and she says, 
And two, the my wife is Korean. Does that? I don't know if that helps. <laughs> Maybe it makes it worse. I don't know. Okay, I won't say the word. Yeah, sorry. Just navigating this crisis. But um, and then to, to turn it around too to to my own situation. Say, you know, people are saying uh, we're all mad here. Right? You know, oh, you know, I'm crazy. Right? That kind of. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm naughty. I do naughty things. And, and too, I've sort of circled back on it and said, uh, all therapy is really good. I know what they're saying, but I want to make a point. And, and all of a sudden I become, I become that guy. I become the guy that is, uh, makes it uncomfortable hey i'm just having fun the worst one was on twitter and uh you know uh name name your friends that are in the asylum and they're um or even mental institution you know and their you know their role right and you know who's the crazy girl that cuts herself right is that you know it's like what <laughs> that's not cool Oh, I'm just, I'm just joking. I'm not serious. Or say, what if it's me, you know, and I'm da kind of downplaying it. Man, I'm just... I'm not having luck with this. So maybe head home and... Ah, but I can't. I have a, a, a couch surfer. So I'm not able to, uh occupied of space. Be interesting to hear the uh, sound effects I'm making. Maybe if I So, just to finish up, kids, uh, don't do hard drugs, don't pay for drugs, because it will really mess things up for yourself and for other people. Um, and too, it's, you know, it's, it's a weird thing. Please try to be, no, don't even try, please be nicer, <laughs> please, uh, you know, you know, wave, wave at people and, you know, put on a show of, uh, um, that, you know, that you give a damn. I get it. But. Writing-wise, so here's my big point. <laughs> Writing-wise, it's important to work on the garden and to be, uh, like, you know, the world is falling apart, but 
you know, getting back to the chair, getting back to the monitor. Yeah, even, you know, hey, I have to, you know, go do this job thing, so I feel your pain, and uh, we're I guess my only advice is, you know, don't, don't take the first job, you know, make them work for it and be on the lookout for, a, you know, healthy work environment and uh, some place where they respect human beings and, uh, you know, management. And too, if you're being, if you're being treated poorly, ab abused, get out of there, you know. If, if you don't feel safe reporting it, just get out of there and uh, move on. But all, but also spread the word. Let other people know, you know, that it's uh, shit management and that you'll be treated and terribly and degraded, and uh, you'll be saving lives. You'll be literally saving lives. Uh, you know, healthier, happier human beings. It's such a good policy, right, to be... And this is just sort of generally, right, to be treating others um, with some level of decency. And you can only expect the worst, you know, if you're being a jerk to everyone. The big question, too, is like, why? You know, why do we... Why do we... Why do some people treat other people so poorly? And why are they supremacists? Why do they dominate? And they feel the need to, you know, uh, burn down the Senate. Uh, and two, like say, my experience, everything, you know, this past 50 years, it's, as I get, as I wax and wane with my pipe, philosophically, I had a fig the other day. It was delicious. And of course, the fruit, and it's the philosopher's fruit. And there's this great um, fertility cult around it. And this was in um, Greece. So you know things are going to get hairy. And so what they would do is they would take this, this bow, this golden bow, and they would, uh, and the bow had these wasps, these fig wasps, and they would pollinate the, uh, the fig tree, right? So they would, you know, take the, the branch from one tree to another tree. Uh, so I guess it had, you know, it was probably had a, a wasp's nest or there's something that the wasps, you know. Anyways, they were on this branch. And anyways, if you, if you look it up, it's fascinating. <laughs> it's, it's quite cool. And uh, we have, we have fig trees in Vancouver. And so this this fertility process 
And two, it's a whole ritual, right? Going back, you know, dawn of time kind of thing. When was that, Moss? Yesterday? Yes, my friends. <laughs> we live in the eternal now. Jam with me. In other news, I'm happy to report that I probably already said, but uh, Spider Robinson contacted uh, Don DeBrant. Don has been, you know, sort of, along with everybody, shut up, shut in, but he has uh, health issues and he has um, mental health issues as far as, you know, just... <laughs> If you have health issues, you have mental health issues, right? The two are totally connected. And and part of it is the way, just the way we treat one another. I seem to be a, of the cockroach variety. I blame my stepfather. Yeah, stepfather. See, his motto was the Boy Scouts, which was, you know, be prepared. And so I am. Uh, except, <laughs> except for, uh, I'm not prepared. Oh, this was interesting. I'm sort of figuring out this uh, pipe lighting situation. By the way, the pipe shop has hobbit pipes. They have, um, you know, those long stemmed pipes. And so, so that's looking pretty good. <laughs> Be nice to the technology, boss. <laughs> Thank you for your service. Phone, good phone. I have this theory too of of uh, language, like how much of language is shaped by pipes, and uh, what exactly are people smoking in their pipes? Um, as they smoke a pipe, you know, and I go, hmm, yeah, Tolkien, right? You know, he was he was talking, <laughs> and he was talking, and uh, but say the way he talked was changed. You put a pipe in your mouth and all of a sudden you're, speak you're speaking like this and, and all of a sudden so certain things make sense. Oh God. And I can cover that up by saying, I said, I said, good. It just, it just was. Is <laughs> the uh, the English, English changed? Because uh, what is it? Uh, God becomes good, and uh, like when you say good goodbye, that means it's actually God be with you. And then over time, it changed to changes to God. It was a goodbye. Probably as a way to offend um, 
church, what, what does they call them? I call them Sunday people. Um, let's see what else is up. So yeah, so on Monday, there was a, a, a gaggle, <laughs> a, a group of uh, Toronto writers, and it was cool. There was an Indo-Canadian, and uh, there was a, there was at least one female in the group, and it was, <clears throat> it was fairly respectful, and it was an interesting conversation about sublimation. I didn't, I didn't say it, you know, I didn't, but we talked about how important it is to, you know, purge and vent and get the stuff out of our systems. And, uh, I, I suppose I'll say now that, that it's, it's also, it's also about having it read, right? It's also sort of say, you know, this sharing of the information. My mind goes to immediately to a certain word of, no, don't say it, don't say it. And then the other brain, side of the brain is going, say it, say it, <clears throat> purge, purge. I think my, my pipe action is getting better here. I'm having trouble lighting it. Just disgusting weather. There we go. We've achieved campfire status. Do you know how to build a campfire? I was around people that were obsessed with sort of the whole Boy Scout thing, of, like these guys. You know how? You know, it's like, how much do you need to b build a fire? Can you build a fire with? No matches. Well, you say, or, or, you know, you can only use one match, right? And too, I, I, I would have liked those kind of relationships, but I, I just didn't have those kind of friendships. I'm sure somebody's going to call me up and say, Moss, it's not true. Actually, no, nobody's going to call me up. I, I am the pariah. But that is the, the lot. Uh, if you're writing the good stuff, IMO in my opinion. Uh, yeah, you're not going to be liked in your, in your, you know, domicile, your place of residence. Uh, because uh, you're, you know... <laughs> You're exposing the underbelly, and the uh, tourism department does not like that. Okay. Alright, I think we're done. Pretty much. So this is Moss, signing off. And... Do what you have to do to take care and stay safe. And um, the better we're treating uh, oneself, right? 
treating other people as oneself, you know, the, you know, the ha happier and healthier we're gonna be. You know, we don't have to smile all the time. I saw this kid the other day that had a, he had a, had a mask on, like homemade mask or whatever, mass produced, medical mask, and it had a smile on it, kind of an emoji smile. And I was like, oh, that's cool. That's awesome. Because I'm sure underneath we're, we're all, you know, like, Argh. Okay. Uh, lots of love. And, uh, you know, please be creative. Work on your inner garden. Uh, inner peace. Uh, what is it? Stay shiny. And keep flying.